Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. I want to talk to you today about uh, strengthening your faith through uh, the storm. You know, uh, we are in the middle of a storm. We're not at the beginning of it. We're not at the end of it. We're in the middle of it. It might get worse before it gets better. And I also don't believe the storm is from the Lord. You know, the devil does not like the earth, doesn't like people, doesn't like you, doesn't like your kids, doesn't like cities and, 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 and suburbs. And the devil is, 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 is wreaking havoc, but you know what? God has a plan. And I believe that we're at this intersection, uh, and, and I pray that our faith doesn't fail us now. I, I pray that our faith doesn't fade now. I pray that our faith gets stronger now. And so... Uh, in this intersection right now, rather than, you know, what, what the devil means for evil, rather than have it turn evil or rather than have it knock us off track, I pray it may be a time where we grow in God. You know, where there's always growth. There's supposed to be growth. There's supposed to be maturity. There's supposed to be growth in wisdom and, and growth in, in joy, growth in the fruit of the Spirit, growth in, in gifts and so forth. But I pray that there is a growth in our faith. You know, our faith gets stretched, but I pray that it grows. I pray it gets stronger. And so in the midst of the storm, what the devil means for evil, I pray makes you stronger, that you're able to get a hold of your faith, and that your faith really begins to dig in and believe God for all of his promises. And so uh, God's plan for our lives is, is is to rescue us and then bless us rescue us, and then continue on with the plan of blessing in our lives, where he begins to unravel things that shouldn't be there. He begins to work on us. He begins to um, knock stuff off, polish us in certain areas, but God begins to work on us, and, and that is a blessing. And so we have to understand that our faith has to fixate on the fact that God rescued us and is blessing us. So there, there's not this, this doom that's coming from the Lord. There's not this gloom that's coming from, from the Lord. But my faith has to grab a hold of the fact that God is good. You know, what is faith? I want to give you just a a brief definition. What is faith? Faith is believing in God for my life in every single circumstance and for the universe. Down as little as me and as big as the universe, God is there. God is a reality, and I believe it. Faith believes that God is always at work in my life. Faith believes that God is always at work in the universe, in the world. And so it's not about circumstances that all of a sudden knock you off kilter. No, God's still there. God's still real. Faith, trust that God is still there. And so I I believe that every single thing that has a right to come into my life, God knows all about it. Every single thing that has no right to come into my life, God knows all about that as well. And my my faith can agree with the Lord, this is right and should come into my life. And this has no right coming into my life. Faith believes that the goodness of God, the blessings of God, the peace of God, the healing of God is right to come into my life. And I call it in. My faith calls it in. Lord, let healing come. Let blessing come. Let peace come. And the things that don't have any right in my life, I pray against them. I withstand them in faith, knowing that God's not for these things. So I withstand chaos. I withstand poverty. I withstand uh, sin. I withstand that. I, I, I come against that. 
But I, but I also come against other things that are a bit more nuanced. I come against lethargy, apathy, uh, confusion, despair, hopelessness. I come against that. That has no right coming into my life. Now, it may try to gain access. It might try to gain entrance. But my faith knows that God is for me and he is not for poverty in my life. God is for me and he's not for confusion in my life. He's not for hopelessness in my life. And so in the midst of the storm, may my faith not fade, but let this be an opportunity where my faith begins to rise up and stand on the promises of God. And so I know that this is an opportunity for all of us. You know, some of us that maybe just go through the motions, it's an opportunity for us to say, hold on a second. I feel like I'm getting rattled here. I feel like I'm being shook here. I feel like I'm fading here. I feel like I'm, I'm questioning here. Wait a second. This is an opportunity for me to stand strong and know that God is for me, not against me. He's with me. And, and, and even though I'm in a storm, I'll go through the storm in God. I'll go through the storm with God. My faith knows just that that's how good God is. It says this in Isaiah, the 43rd uh, chapter, in verse 1, Fear not, and I want, I want you to take a look at this verse. Fear not, for I, and I circled this word in my Bible, for I have redeemed you. I love how the Lord talks. He always talks like God. He always talks like he knows he's God, and he thinks he's God. And you might not know it, but he knows it. For I have redeemed you, not some hero, not some superhero, not some incredible person. God, Jehovah. I have redeemed you. Fear not. It's not some ordinary person you've been redeemed by. I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. You're mine. What a great comfort. My faith needs to latch onto that. Why do I fear? I've been redeemed. I've been rescued by the Lord, and now I'm being blessed by God. God's working on me. I'm in, I'm in God. Why would I be fearful about things that are coming from the outside? In verse 2, it says, when you pass through the waters, the flood waters, I'll be with you. I, the same I that has redeemed, will be with you. I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they won't sweep over you. I know God's going to be with me. I'm not going to get swept away. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze. In other words, God is saying this. You will go through some things. You will go through some things, but I will be with you. You will not be swept away. In fact, you will be strengthened. In fact, if anything is swept away, it's going to be the junk in your life. It's going to be the doubt in your life. It's going to be the compromise in your life. It's going to be the lukewarmness in your life. That's what will be swept away. You won't be swept away. And so my faith begins to get strength in this whole, in this whole thing. See, because God isn't just a little bit mighty, he's almighty. God is almighty. I want to encourage you to understand that we have an opportunity right now to let our faith begin to decide what we believe. Is God real? Is God strong? Is God able? Does he know your situation? He says, I have summoned you by name. Of course I know you. I summoned you. I created you. I redeemed you. Certainly, I'll walk with you through the fire. And so, I, I think it's interesting that a lot of times 
We think faith is to fight this battle. You know, um, the only fight that you have is to call on his name. That's the only fight you have to fight. It's just to call on his name. I don't, I don't have to huff and puff and, and, and work myself up and, and get my, you know, my, my might or power. But I just, have to, I just have to call on his name. I just have to cry out to the Lord because he already gave me his promises and I want to stand on those promises. You know, I grew up in a tough neighborhood, kind of a rough neighborhood, and um, everybody kind of knew everybody. And um, I remember this one night, there was these kids that were walking through our neighborhood and a few of us guys were, were giving them a hard time. This is, this is back in my, my old age. But we were giving them a hard time, you know, who are you, where are you from, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you walking through here? That kind of thing. And give them a hard time. Um, I, I, I was kind of normal in, in those days and in those neighborhoods where I live. And so, but anyway, um, this kid knew this wasn't going good. This kid knew this wasn't uh, going in the right direction. And so he says to one of the guys that's with him, go get Wayne. And as soon as he said, go get Wayne, we all knew who Wayne was. And we thought, uh-oh. This guy knows Wayne, and we don't want to get Wayne over here. <laughs> and so it's like, look, have a nice day. Enjoy yourself. We just checked in. We just wanted to make sure you were all right and get, you know, passing through okay, provide a safe passageway through. We let the guy go. Why? Because he knew Wayne. He, he, he just mentioned the name, and instantly we all got it. But I, I tell you, it's the same way. And you don't think the devils know the name of the Lord, and you call on his name? You, you don't think that, that hardship and, and, and storm knows that it cannot withstand someone who's going to call on the name of the Lord? And I think that God provides these opportunities for you to call on his name. And in fact, not only call on his name, but get good at calling on his name. You actually know how to do it. I'm good at calling on the Lord. That's why when I walk, I will walk through the fire. I will walk through the fight. I will walk through the storm because I know how to call on the name of the Lord. You know, um... Faith is something that other people can see on you. It's something that people can see. It's an obvious something that's on you. You just have this way about you walking right through the middle of the storm, and um, it's obvious. You know, the rulers in Abraham's day said, we know that God is with you. We can see, is how they said it, we can see that God is with you. They said the same thing about Isaac. We can see that God is with you. There is an obvious something on you that, that shows us that God's with you. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this um, fight with uh, Goliath that David had. And, you know, it, if you read between the lines, which I like to look at that story and kind of take it apart, I don't think Goliath was as confident as David was. He was confident when he was yelling at all the Israelites, but when he got to David, you could tell he was a little bit shook. He was a little bit, you know, anxious about this whole thing. You can tell in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in between the lines, there's a little bit of dialogue there. He tries to tell David, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed you to the birds. Who are you? Who do you think you are? That kind of thing. But David was not shook at all. I think Goliath could see faith on David. He could see a faith on David. And I, and I don't know, maybe, maybe he said to his, um, his associate there, who is this guy? Like, let's get our roles right. I yell, I wave my arms, you cower. When I begin to yell, you begin to cower in fear. But here's a guy, I begin to yell, he's not afraid. Who is this guy? What is he, like a judo 
What, what is it about him I don't know? And, and I think that David had this faith. See, David knew that God is with me. God is for me. I will go through this storm, and I'll go with, with the Lord. And so David had, you know the story, David had five stones. And I, I, I think sometimes that those stones were like the word of God. They, they were representative of the word of God because he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. And I believe that the, like the five stones were like, it's, it's like the prophetic word of the Lord. These, these are the words I'm going to stand on, you know. I've named these stones. I've named them prophetically. And so when I, when I come up against you, I'm going to come up against you with, with these stones, these words from God. The first stone is, is, is called, you're not going to take one more step. The first stone is, you're not going to take one more step, Goliath. The second stone is, I'm going to knock you out. The third stone is, you're going to do a face plant. I wonder if when we get into these situations, if we could begin to understand, you need to begin to speak against the storm with the words that God has given you. Not one more step. Not one more move toward me. Not one more move. Not one more chaotic. Not one more violence. Not one more poverty. Not one more step in my direction because I come against you in the name of the Lord. And I think we're in the midst of this storm and people are, are going to have their faith, their faith either get stirred up or their fear get stirred up. I, I want you to know that, that God wants us to understand this is not time to get our fear all worked up. Now it's time to get our faith worked up. Can you say amen? So now, faith affects your mind. Faith will set your mind free. It does a lot of different things. Faith is so powerful it affects every aspect of your being. But I want to just give you three quick things uh, that, that faith does for your mind, for your thinking, in your perspective. And number one, faith, faith makes my mind free. I, I become free in my mind. It, it, it frees me from worry and anxiety about today. My present is not going to be filled with anxiety. My present is not going to be filled with worry. And see, people can see that on you. Look, we might be in the middle of a storm, but I'm not worried. Now, I, be, I believe that there is a storm. 2020 is a storm. You know, you have the, uh, you have the, uh, the pandemic. You have violence. You have division. You have all kinds of crazy things that are going on. And you have all this tumult that's, that's, that's in the country going back. But I am not going to have anxiety about today because I believe that God has not given me a spirit of fear but of love and power and a sound mind. And so faith sets my mind free. I can be free. I don't have to be, have this cloud of anxiety that's hanging over me. As I turn on the television, as I listen to the radio, a cloud of anxiety begins to hang over me. And then secondly... Freedom from fear about tomorrow. I, I really believe that if you could think freely about tomorrow. Now, my, my, my message to you today is husbands and wives, begin to stand up and have a faith for your tomorrow. Have a faith for your household that God is not going to abandon you. You don't have to have anxiety about today. You, you can be prepared. You can be um, not, you know, you can be wise. You don't have to be 
you know, like uh, putting your head in the sand and so forth. You can understand what's going on, but you know something? I'm not going to be filled with fear about it. I'm going to believe that God's for me. And then secondly, the tomorrows that are coming. I believe God has a tomorrow planned for me that is still going to be good. You know, it, did God ever have a dream for your life? Did he ever have a dream for your life? If he did, the storm doesn't knock that dream down. God still has a dream for your life. God still has a plan for your life. God still has a, has a, uh, a destiny for your life. And he's not knocked down by the storm. So faith makes me free. And people can see that on you. I pray that people would know that there's something about you because they can, they can see that God is with you because they can just see there's a freedom. And then secondly, faith makes me bold. And, and, and bold for, in prayer. Um, I want to say that I feel like right now the Holy Spirit is calling the church to boldness. There is a prophetic call that God has on the church, and I can, I can feel it in my spirit that God is saying, I want you to pray bold prayers. Not weak prayers, not little prayers. I want you to pray bold prayers for yourself and for the nation. So, so I want to be bold in, in, in God for myself for what God has planned for me. I don't want to be, I don't want to be fearful. I don't want to be covered with, with gloom and doom. I want to be bold about what God has for me and also for the nation. You know, um, it's like the Goliath. I, I, I believe that we have prophetic words of boldness against this Goliath that would come against this nation. I, I pray that this nation is not going to be uh, thrown into division but it's going to be thrown into healing. God has healing for the nation. God has goodness for this nation. God is not done with America. God's vision and heart and, 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 and hope is for the people of this country, and God will bring healing. God will bring strength. We come against the Goliath in the mighty name of Jesus, but I really believe that now is the time where the intercessors, you know, I feel, like, I feel like calling all the intercessors to begin to pray bold pray prayers for, for the nation but I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, not just the intercessors, Steve, but you too. You begin to pray bold prayers. You know, one of my favorite uh, movies, um, Platoon, where they're under this terrible attack, and the colonel is on the radio, and he's telling the lieutenant, I want every single person out there fighting, and he says, and lieutenant, that means you. <laughs> I feel like the Lord is telling me, Steve, that means you. Not just the intercessors. May they intercede. I think we need some prophetic people. I think we need some apostolic people. I think we need some bold people. I think we need some people that have a backbone that will pray for this nation. Pray for their families. Pray for next year. May 2020 be a year of fire and revival and God's goodness and God's blessing. I pray that we have 40 acres here in Smithfield. It's not enough. It's not enough. I pray that cities are going to get saved. Let's pray for Providence and New Bedford and Boston. Let's pray for New York City, that God turns the whole thing around and that revival hits New York City. But we need uh, bold people to stand up and pray bold prayers. We need Davids. We need Davids right now. And so anyway, I pray that... What God is speaking to my heart about, Steve, rise up in faith. Take hold of this thing in faith and pray bold prayers. I pray that it, it gets on you as well. And then, and then next, pray for a bold future, not doom. 
Do you have a business? Pray, pray a powerful next year. Not, not doom. Well, what are we going to do? We, be, we better watch out. We better lock down. We better hold down. We better, we better not do it. I pray, I pray blessing and prosperity and goodness. I pray God open the floodgates. I pray for the businessmen that are here. May they be prospered and blessed. I pray for the families that are here. May they be prospered and blessed. I pray that God opens up financial doors and windows. I pray that God opens up ministry doors and windows. I pray that our, 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 you know, our, our missions trips are more powerful than ever. We're going to pray bold prayers prayers for tomorrow. Pray bold prayers for what God wants this church to be to this region. You know, well, we pray that this, this church is a light. It is a landmark. It is a pillar. It is a, it is a, a beacon. And, and may it be ever more so, even in the midst of the storm. And then next, prayer, uh, faith gives me hope. Faith gives me hope. Um, hope to see God working his goodness. I want to have hope. Hope in God's goodness. I don't want to be hopeless. You know, people die when they have no hope. People begin to die when they have no hope. I, you know, hope is, is a vision, to be able to see something that, that, that's good, that's coming, that's, that's, that's awesome, that's, that's worth it. And, uh, you know, the, this faith is the substance of things hoped for. And hope is so powerful in a person's life because I can hope into the future. I can hope these things are coming. And, and so um, all of the good things, like I said, God is not a God of doom and gloom and judgment and, 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 and uh, uh, punishment and anger and, and all that. God is, God is merciful. God is grace, gracious. God is good. God is, God is with us. God is for us. Now, a lot of times people talk about repentance but the church has to repent, not, not just anybody and everybody. I, I, I pray that when the Spirit of God begins to fall on, on our nation, people repent because th th there's a revelation of th the fact that they need to repent. But the church needs to repent of things like, like I was talking about before, uh, prayerlessness. God, may my prayers not be weak. I pray, God, may, be, may my prayers be filled with faith and boldness. I repent of weak prayers. Because, God, you're filled with mercy and grace and goodness, and I, I hope to see it. And then next, hope. Oh, go back to the uh, hope that produces joy. Um, it's so funny that these things go together. The fruit of the Spirit goes together with the gifts of the Spirit. Faith produces hope, which produces joy. And I believe that this is what people see on you. They see a hope that's on you. They see a joy that's on you. They see, they see the, ability, the ability to look past today and see a good tomorrow that's coming. I, and I, I do not mean for one second that we're not going to have to go through things. I believe that our faith is going to be strengthened through the storm. Our faith is going to be fashioned in the storm. Our faith is going to be proven. It's going to come to the surface in the storm. It doesn't mean that everything comes up roses. It means that, no, our faith is going to uh, work. Our faith is going to exercise in the midst of the storm. You know, uh, if everything's just all peachy keen and so forth, where's your faith? Where does it even need to be? You don't even hardly need faith. You need faith in the storm. You need faith when things don't look like they're, they're, everything's going to turn out okay. But I believe the church needs to have a voice that the whole world can look at and say, 
These people have a voice. These people have something to say. These people have a rock that they're standing on. These people know how to stand up and prophesy against the wind and the waves because there's something about these people. They just believe that God's real. They just believe God's real. You know, I was telling uh, somebody the other day that the last thing that they should ever close down is the church. That's the last thing that they should close. They could close every other thing down, but don't close down the church because the church, we believe in God. We believe God is real. We believe in God's spirit. He brings healing. He brings strength. He brings uh, cleansing. We believe that God is real. And so, so that faith that God is not going to abandon us in the midst of the storm has is, is got to be real. It can't be shook just because the storm happens. Look at this verse in Psalm 5. It says this in verse 4. You're not a God who takes pleasure in evil. I want you to know this is not, all that's going on right now is not from God. God can work through it. God can, can walk with you through the fire. But this, this junk that's happening right now is not from the Lord. God takes no, no pleasure in evil. And with you, the wicked cannot dwell. In other words, they, they don't have a, a, a stake in this. Not with God. The church does. The people of God do. We're the ones that call out to the Lord. We're the ones that can ask God to intervene. We're the ones. The wicked have no place to dwell with the Lord. In verse 11 it says, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You bless the righteous. And you surround them with your favor as with a shield. I'm surrounded in God's favor. You bless me, Lord. You're with me. I take refuge in that. I sing songs of joy. I'm not shook. I'm not afraid. I'm not weak-kneed. I'm not fretting about tomorrow because there's something that, that has this uh, uh, belief that God is with me. He's for me. And, and through this, I can, I can see my faith become refined. You know, I really do have a heart for the things of God. But then I hear God say, but have a heart for the country. Have a heart for the nation. Have a heart for your neighbors. Have a heart for your city. Have a heart for uh, your workplace. Have a heart for that as well, because God is a good God, and, and you go there as an ambassador. So you might ask me, okay, how do, how does, how do you build your faith? And it's very simple. Faith is something that grows. Faith is something that grows. Faith is not something that you can huff and puff and, and, and work up your belief. I do believe in God. I do believe in God. I do, I do. I. That, that's not how you build your faith. How your faith is built is you trust God and he comes through. And when he comes through, you trust him even more because he came through. And then he comes through again, and so you trust him even more. And there's this cycle of, 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 of faith that grows. There's this cycle of trust that grows because as God comes through, as he proves himself, as he shows himself strong, as miracles happen in your life, as coincidences happen in your life that it could only be God, your faith grows and it grows stronger and stronger. And, and I pray that it's not going to grow weak as you don't tend to it, as you, as, you, as you tend more to your fear. You cultivate your fear. You need to cultivate your faith. You need to not cultivate every word that is coming against you. You need to cultivate every word of God spoken over you. 
And so your faith can grow because it trusts in God more and more and more. But in Romans, the 10th chapter, it says this, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And so we know that uh, you know, in, in, in the Bible times, the, the word was spoken, or the Bible was spoken, the scriptures were spoken, but now we have scriptures to, to, to read, every one of us. Faith comes from the word of God. And you know, Pastor Jordan has been telling us that we need to get into the word. Can I tell you right now, right now, open the Bible anywhere. The words are jumping off the page. I can tell there is an atmosphere of, of power and grace that is on the church. I pray there's an, a, an atmosphere of power and grace that's on you when you open the word and begin to read God's words. I mean, I had a hard time actually trying to figure out which verses I was going to zero in on today because so many of them were powerful. So many of them were jumping off the page at me. I believe that, that we need to get the Word of God in us. There are so many different voices coming to you, and they do affect you. You know, when you hear all these voices of, of, of fear and doom and, and all these voices from the, from the culture and, and from the news and from, from, from you know, everything, that, everything that's traveling through the airwaves, if you're, if you're constantly being bombarded by all these different voices, it's going to affect you. It's going to steal your faith. It's going to steal your joy. It's going to rob your hope. But if I get into the Word of God, I can't believe how powerful the Word of God is. It instantly shifts my mind. It instantly gives me hope. It instantly focuses me on the goodness of God and, and the ability of God to take me through. And so faith comes through hearing and hearing by the Word of the Lord. And then next, it's, it's another verse in Romans chapter 12. It says this in verse 12 and in verse 11. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Never be lacking in zeal. How does your faith grow? Because your fervor in God grows by serving Him. But look, look at this, this verse. It, never be lacking in zeal. And this word zeal, it, 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 it has a, the sense of forwardness. Never be lacking in this forwardness. Never be lacking in this forward energy. This forward zeal. This forward passion, forward thinking, forward confession, forward looking. I, I have this forwardness. I'm, I'm energized about the things of, of God. I'm energized about serving the Lord. Never be, never be slothful in forwardness, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I'll tell you, uh, you know, the fervor, fire. I, I want the fire of God to be honest. I want the fire of God to be in the church. I don't want there to be lethargy and laziness. I want there to be fire and fervor. I'm calling on the husbands and wives to begin to stand in the gap for your family. Begin to stand in the gap for your, for your future. Begin to stand in the gap for your finances, for what God has for you next year. Begin to challenge that Goliath and say, no, 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 no. Not one more step. Not one more step. Because I'm going to begin to prophesy. I'm going to begin to pray now in faith for what God has for me and for my family. And I know faith is going to begin to multiply. Faith is going to begin to be um, um, purified. It's going to come to the surface. Now all of a sudden now, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not stepping back in fear, but I'm stepping up. I'm stepping forward in, 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 in faith. I'm not going to let this storm steal my future. I'm not going to let this storm steal my faith. I'm not going to let this storm steal my ministry 
or my joy. I'm not going to let this storm do anything other than strengthen me. And I'm going to grow through it. But I'm going to grow in faith. And I'm going to grow in my confession. i got one more verse. It's in Jeremiah, the 29th chapter. And it's, a, it's kind of a famous verse that many of us know. But it says this. For the Lord is saying this. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And then you'll call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. I will hear and answer. I'll tell you, I believe that God has good things for us. I believe God has good things for this nation. Uh, but I believe we have to come to the forefront now and begin to pray powerful, bold prayers over our households and over our nation and even over the world, even over the world. I believe that if, if, if revival comes to the United States of America, and I believe it's coming, I believe that there's a shift coming. Revival is coming. The power of God is going to visit America. And as it does, I believe that all of the European nations are going to be mightily affected. All of the Asian nations are going to be mightily affected. And Australia and, and uh, you know, the Philippines and so forth. So much rides on what God does in one nation because it affects another nation. I honestly don't care where, where revival does start, but I believe that God is going to do a mighty work here in America, but let the prophets come, step up and begin to pray. Let the, let the bold people, people of faith, begin to pray. But I pray that you're going to pray for yourself as well. Pray over your family as well. Let your faith come to the surface. Let your faith be refined. Let your faith begin to, 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 to fix itself on God who is, who is real. So listen, if your faith has faded, if your fear has, has come to the surface, if you've had anxiety or whatever, now is the time to say, you know, I'm going to lock onto this word. I'm going to believe this word. I'm going to embrace this word. And I know that God is going to cause my faith to grow through this thing. Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. If you want to learn more about our church, visit us online at awakening.global. We'll see you soon.